Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Beer with Darren. It's a Thursday night. It's 9 p.m., which means that I am having a Carlsberg. Tonight, I am joined by James at Save Trees, um, which I'm assuming is not uh, a tree-hugging company. We'll find out what that means. So, James, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, good to see you. How are you? Um, it is Cobra tonight. Nice. But I was good. actually looking for a beer called Michelob Ultra. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. Never. Um, it, they sell it at Sainsbury's and they sell it at Co-op. And I've been looking ever since you told me about it. I've watched one of your videos and I thought, first thing he's going to ask is, what beer am I drinking? And I thought, I've got to get some of that in. And I haven't been able to find it. That was weeks ago. And I looked today in a place. I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's not there. It's on the Sainsbury's website, but I can't get hold of any. I've been drinking this Carlsberg and it's, it's really weird because I've got this screw cap ones and it's because all the live events have been cancelled and they're selling the screw cap beers in, in Tesco's and I actually yeah. really like it. You know, it uh, makes a nice change. But um, for the people watching, for the people listening, obviously Save Trees is an interesting name. I imagine it's quite hard to rank on Google. What, uh, <laughs> what does Save Trees do? It's not. Um, well, the, the idea is... At the moment, all we do is online timesheets specifically for recruitment agencies. Um, but the idea is long term that we just take on um, uh, like paper based products and put them online. Uh, we're probably getting a bit late for that because we started it about seven years ago. Um, but yeah, that, that's essentially why it was called that. And I mean, mostly it was probably because it was the only domain name available. <laughs> as is the case of most things these days oh isn't that the that's probably the biggest pain starts in the business you can't with all these names and you're like no the domain's not there yeah uh, i mean for, for so for pager no, yeah. we try to find pager.com it's um a blank web page you know not being used at all mm. um but i got in touch with a guy and he said he wanted i think it was like twenty five thousand pounds for it um to which that's I said, a joke isn't it yeah do you know what i think i can do with pager.co i think i'll make do it'll be all right yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think people are getting more used to it these days anyway. So, uh, yeah, we, we might have, as we get more products, we might come up with a kind of parent name, but we haven't thought of it yet. And uh, we're a long way off from that. So, yeah. How did, you, uh, how did you end up in recruitment timesheets? Because I've looked at your background and it doesn't link up. <laughs> I need to know how the two cross paths. Um, well, I'm guessing you're going to ask me about my history and, um, and it'll come in from that but essentially somewhere along the line I met up with Jeremy my business partner and he wants to do something uh, he's a developer and we've both been contractors for most of our lives um, and he kind of said look I want to do something you've just sold your company I would like a business partner um, we were friends by that stage we hadn't long before met um, bit of a funny story actually but uh yeah and and so we kind of came up with the idea of timesheets um i think it might have been his like the seedling idea if you'll pardon the pun was probably his idea um but it's come along so much since then um and like i said it's taken seven years to develop to this stage um so it's a long old time um much longer than we thought it would be we didn't go to market even our first customer, I think, came on 
in September 2018. Um, and it was really slow after that because it was like the first version and it was awful. <laughs> um, but people bared with us and, um, and it's now something we're both really proud of. It's still basic, but people love it for that. You know. Simplicity. There's a lot to be said for simplicity, right? The the kiss methodology. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. I think uh, yeah. a lot of products are overcomplicated. There's too many tabs, um, and it's to give shiny things for salespeople to talk about when they don't actually get used. Um, yeah. yeah, we try and hide as much as possible. But you know, I mean, it's the Apple philosophy, right? It's it's make things simple to use and just have the defaults good defaults. I think it's uh, there's a lot to be said for that. But that's a, that is a long journey to to get a product to market. What um, <laughs> when I quit my job to start Pager, I had a very limited window because the wife very openly said to me, um, "You know, you need to be making money in the first year." So I imagine did you exit? You mentioned you exited the company beforehand. What was that company doing? <laughs> Cleaning. Of course, completely <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> of all things, yeah. And I was an aircraft engineer before that. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um yeah i well basically i i i'll tell you the whole story because otherwise it doesn't make sense if it's pitted like that so i i went out of school and then i trained as an aircraft avionics engineer um went all around the place ended up in a great job in toulouse working at airbus um and then they told me my job was going to come to an end um, and I had a month left. Uh, that was me in a, a room full of engineers. Yeah. Um, but that one month ended up turning into six. Uh, but because I thought I've only got a month, I thought, what can I do that I can be an expert in quickly? Um, I was pretty decent at making websites, but I kind of felt like I'd be a bit of a fraudster if I started a web design company. Little did I know that I see websites now and they're worse than I would have made back then uh -huh. when that was 10 years ago. Yeah. And I, oh, I can't believe people call themselves experts and then put out the stuff they do. But yeah, anyway, so I started the cleaning company um, and I hated it. Uh, I just, I, my mindset, the, the logic behind it was I can get a client put a cleaner in and leave them there and that'll just, you know, yeah. go along nicely, get another one, and then it'll just accrue over time. Um, you see people doing it, they're charlatans. If you go into some professionalism, surely it can't be that hard. <laughs> Turns out it can. <laughs> it's, you know, you're competing with multi-million pound companies, but also... Um, you know, someone who can just walk into a supermarket and set up shop in 20 minutes, you know, um, and they'll charge any price, they'll promise anything, they won't deliver. And, you know, people just generally go for the cheapest out there. Um, and I grew it, but I really. James, are we talking about cleaners right now or are we talking about recruiters? Because <laughs> the way you just described that is the way some people describe the recruiting industry as well. I think it's the same across most industries, to be fair. Um, but given that, you know, I wasn't earning money out of it, that was meant to be the one good thing that would come out of it. And I struggled the whole way along. Uh, my, my staff would get paid more than me. And I lasted about two and a half years before I went, bollocks to this, I'm selling it. 
and um, I could just went through um, supervisor after supervisor. They'd stay for a couple of months, wait to be fully trained up, and they'd leave. And after a certain number, you kind of feel like you're knocking your head against a wall, and and then a certain number after that, you think, I just I've I've lost the love for it. Yeah. You know? And I think or at least the energy. I'm not sure I had the love. love it's so hard to sell because the, the reason I always say to people I couldn't sell anything else other than Pager because Pager is what I'm passionate about. So I can sell something mm. I'm passionate about just because I believe it, right? I believe I'm solving your mm. problem. But if you ask me, yeah. that typical sell me this pen, I couldn't sell you a pen. You know, do you need a pen? If you say no, that's it. I walk away. You know, that, that is, yeah. Um, it's, it's, I saw that on your LinkedIn the other day and I, I just, resonated with me straight away you know it's i'm exactly the same i kind of go oh okay sorry to disturb you bye <laughs> even even if i know that they need it i kind of I try and push sometimes because i think come on you've got to be a bit more pushy than this but um you know and sometimes they go okay come on they show me and yeah. you know quite often they do like it but yeah i mean I don't want to be twisting anyone's arms, you know. I, I much prefer someone to come to us and you know, that's why I reached out to you guys because we were looking for partners, because I want people uh kind of who've seen our product and then speak to someone and say, Oh, you need that? Oh, speak to these guys, they've got a really nice system. And then, you know, you're just kind of you're not selling then, you're just presenting. Yeah, I remember the conversation well, and I said, what, I what we should do is get you on the podcast for a beer, and this is what we're doing right now. And <laughs> yeah. your reaction to that was, no, 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 I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, uh, what was the, your initial gut reaction was, I don't want to be doing this, right? And and here we are, we're having a beer, it's on record, so people will now listen to it. Um, yeah. what, what was the mindset going through your, through your head? Um, it's that public speaking thing isn't it i guess um i mean some people are scared of heights some spiders some public speaking and i guess uh, knowing that it's going out to lots of people i don't know what the audience is could be five well, <laughs> could I be five thousand i'm sure are. it's a lot more <laughs> yeah um but i'd like to imagine it's the former <laughs> um yeah. but, no, one, but that's why i said no let's do it because if you don't push your comfort zone, you're never going to get further, are you? So, yeah. So here I am. Cheers. <laughs> I, I think it's brilliant. And, you know, my background is tech. So I, before, before Pager, I didn't do public speaking. I didn't do LinkedIn videos. My first LinkedIn video took me about three hours and it was a minute long. Um, yeah. Now I've got a one take rule because I've accepted the fact that, you know, I do have a couple of chins at some angles. I do have a lazy eye and I don't care anymore um you know it, it used to be every single time i did a video i'd take it and be like oh i'm not quite happy with that but once mm. you get over that linkedin's such a powerful tool that the roi is there but if you spend three hours on a video you're diminishing your roi you know but if you spend yeah. a minute on a video well the roi is fantastic absolutely yeah. fantastic. so how, how's linkedin playing a role in your business and how are you utilizing it well because it's it's recruitment isn't it it's like it's what everyone uses in recruitment so it couldn't be better for us um it's not a natural thing for me so i've had to kind of get up to speed with you know how people you know correspond with each other on there um 
it's kind of a halfway house between professional and social. Uh, you know, some people are using emojis all over the place. Some people are absolutely professional and you're trying to be the right person for both. So I think, you know, I just think I'll just do it the way I think is right for me. Let's move on to another question because what I'm really interested in is you, you left the cleaning business because you said yourself you fell out of love with it, right? Now, yeah. your background, I think, from the outside looking in, the aviation piece seems like your passion. It's something that I think sounds really cool. I imagine you can pretend you're from Top Gun, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, uh, to go from that to timesheets, timesheets feel a little bit unsexy. Um, I guess the tech business, et cetera. So how I love timesheets. I can talk timesheets all day. <laughs> talk about timesheets. I want to know. What what are timesheets? How can you help people? Why do recruiters use them? <laughs> I mean, I can talk aviation if you want. I mean, I did love it. Um, uh, it just it, it just smooths out the process for everyone. You know, if you're a contractor, the old school way of doing it was you took a piece of paper, you'd write down your hours, you'd, um, you'd give it to your line manager, then they'd give it back. Hopefully they're still there on a Friday afternoon. Um, but probably not. Probably, you know, you'll see them on a Monday, then you've got to rush over to, I remember doing it on fax machines and there was only one in the entire place. Um, and then that wouldn't work properly. Um, and then it goes to the agency. It's a bit different now, you know, people can have online forms, but then they're still kind of consolidating that stuff. They still have to chase it and it's a nightmare for the, the people that are back of office in the recruitment companies. Um, and there are just so many reasons why it's laborious and slow. I still pe see people, they have downloadable PDFs and they think that, you know, they've, they've progressed from a piece of physical paper to basically an online piece of paper, um, where people are still printing them off, you know, yeah. and they go, we don't need your thing because we've already advanced. And it's like... I've kind of imagined it being, can you imagine Henry Ford going to someone and saying, would you like to buy this car? Uh, it'll get you from A to B really quickly. And they say, no, thanks. I've just upgraded this horse. Yeah. You know, it's like that. And but so a lot of people are getting it. I'm surprised people still don't have systems. Well, this is what um, I was thinking. You know, it, you've been doing this for seven years, you mentioned, right? Um, yeah. The fact that people are still having PDF downloads on the website surprises mm -hmm. me. But then I also come across websites that are unsecure um, yeah. and uh, look like, like you say, it was built 20 years ago. Um, we still come across those every single day. And I think that's, I think that will be a huge shift. Um, one of the things that COVID for me has done is, it's going to sound really bad, but people are not taking marketing really seriously because they've realized that actually clients aren't always going to be there and although the markets are candidate driven you still need to market your business um yeah covid's highlighted for me the people that weren't doing a good enough job of it before um obviously there's, there's businesses that are affected about it as well but for me everyone's taking the opportunity to look at marketing so i think the the bad websites will start to go away i think people will be looking at how they can speed up all of their processes. And if they've got paperwork coming, actual paperwork, I imagine that's one of the things 
people are trying to improve right now um, while they've got the time on their hands. Are you having conversations yeah. around that? Oh, yeah, loads, loads. Um, we've taken on quite a few clients in the last week, more in the last week than we have, um, I would say, in the last few months, but the last few months have been good, but it's particularly ramped up recently. I think that's some SEO work that I was doing. Um, but, I mean, we had about, I think, 10 clients when we came into lockdown now we've just hit 20 it's not huge numbers you know we should be at 100 200 um but you know we're making up for lost time um but it does go to say i i mean i'm not sure how much is down to seo i know our ranks are improving um mm. uh, you know, i know but, you're not sales because the way you could have positioned that is throughout a pandemic you grew your business by 100 percent <laughs> you can position that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so it's it's been really good for us and the people that are calling are the forward-thinking people um you know i've i've been trying to do cold calling which i hate you know we're talking um about Ro, who makes a lot of calls and yeah. i was joking that i needed him on on our team because i hate it um um, so give you an idea, but Rohit is a, a prolific caller. He's, he's, I, I couldn't do it. And he sells with empathy. So those calls he makes, the reason I think he's so successful, and Rohit, if you're listening to this, I didn't say this, I, I don't like you. Yeah. But uh, no, he's <laughs> fantastic. And he makes calls with empathy. So when he when he calls a client right now, he's not calling to say, do you want to buy a pager? He's literally saying, how's business? How's things? Can I put you in touch with anyone to help with your problems? Oh, and if, mm-hmm. if you with marketing i'd love to chat to you about that you know it's yeah. i think cold calling's changed during covid and actually people if you if you call them and you do it with empathy people are quite happy to have the chat because they want to get away from whatever's going on at home and everything else yeah. um, so i actually think although cold calling the market's changed i think if you can especially in recruitment because you're dealing often with the, the business owner straight away you're dealing with that person's business if you do it in that way, I think it can be really prolific. But like you, I, I don't handle rejection well. Um, and I don't <laughs> If somebody told me to fuck off 100 times a day, I just think I'd get in bed with a bottle of red wine and that would be me. <laughs> just be- <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, I came across a really good uh, tip, probably for anything that's laborious that you don't like. Um, but it, it kind of, it's so simple. Um, but it was from a book called atomic habits uh, which i'd highly recommend by the way um and it was to get a couple of glasses and put a bunch of marbles in one and then every time you make a cold call put it into the other glass and what i started doing when i did have a couple of good weeks where i was solidly cold calling is um i say solidly i think my best days were like 20 maybe 25 calls whereas i know you know he does a lot more than that, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but it was it was really interesting because as soon as you've dialed the number, I'd move it across, and then I've already already won, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was a, such a neat little trick, and it's visual, and you can see them building up, and it encourages you to do more. Um, really, you know, it speaks to their kind of basic side of your brain um so if you go into that call thinking i've already achieved my objection 
all I have to do is have a conversation if they even pick up. Yeah. That is fairly easy then, you know, but it just gets you to pick up the phone and dial the number. So. And I think that's, I think that's a good thing for everything, right? Just, just get started. Um, it's yeah. one of those things. I talk to a lot of people on LinkedIn as, as most conversations happen where they always say to me, I'm thinking of starting my business. I'm thinking of starting it. And I just sort of, I, I send them a link to my blog post actually where I talk about, how I started Pager at completely the wrong time, like financially, um, commitment-wise, but actually it was just the right time for me because I had this burning desire to do it. But if I didn't have kids, if I didn't have uh, a wife, a mortgage, all of these things, I literally say to people, just do it. Like, what have you got to lose? Like The only person you can hurt in that situation is yourself. And as long as you go into it knowing that, you, you've literally got nothing to lose and you're going to learn so much more running your own business and you're going to learn working for somebody else. True. Just get started. I don't know if if you could go back to speak to your younger self, what would you what would you say? Um. Oh God, uh, probably start the web design company. <laughs> don't go cleaning. Um, for a start. Having said that, um, I was speaking with my mate uh, who who has since moved to Australia and he went and did a, a business course, um, did a master's in business um, years ago, about the same time that I was starting the company. Mm. And I spoke to him after I sold it and he'd completed his course. He'd then gone off onto other jobs. And I said, I'm absolutely, you know, gutted that I went that way. You know, but on a, on a day where I was pretty down and, um, he said, but you learn so much. I spent 20 grand doing this course and you basically got out of that business without losing any money, you know, a tiny bit of profit. Um, uh, but with all of the lessons, the real life lessons, you know, he could put slides together and he knew all of the, you know, theoretical side of things. It was a bit more than putting slides together. <laughs> but, you know, that's how he described it. Um, and, and when you put it like that, I thought, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of mistakes that I made, uh, that I would never make again. Um, particularly with the number of staff I hired, that was one of the benefits of starting this company is, you know, it's SaaS. It doesn't take many staff. And when we do have them, you know, they're going to be at a, certain level um i don't want to you know be disrespectful to cleaners but they come and go they don't care they're not paid enough to care or stick to a job whereas mm. if you're paying someone 40 50 plus grand they're more likely to stick around and you know um and they'll be full-time in it whereas the people that i was paying were often part-time um it was it was really hard to manage them um so yeah they because they weren't bought into the brand they weren't they weren't part of the the journey or um um yeah i think i was very open with them you know i had one supervisor once and, and she was an utter nightmare and i kept her on for more than two years um and i shouldn't have at the first sign of a, a whiff of a bad employee you should just get rid if you can you know i mean obviously there's practical 
size of that. Um, but there were alarm bells very early on. And what I thought was, let's promote her and bring her closer in and get her looking after the staff so she feels my pain. Mm. And what she ended up doing was, you know, trying to get me to pay the cleaners more. And I was paying them more than I could afford anyway. You know, and, and you said they were making more money than you, right? At that point. Well, so. exactly, exactly. And I had to I sat down with a, a a spreadsheet and and I said, look, if we win a customer, it takes this many months. It was like 10 months before we're cash flow positive from that company because they would pay us on you know 60 days after we actually started, but I'd be paying the staff. 14 days after we'd started. And so I'm all, I started a massive negative and it takes so long to get into the positive. There were more lessons around that and billing and things like that that I learned, huge lessons, um, which have played a part in this company already. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, I, do I regret it? Yes and no. <laughs> it was tough it probably gave me a few gray hairs um you probably can't see from there but yeah well we were talking about your hair because on linkedin you've got a shaved head right so i'm guessing lockdown yeah. has uh, let you grow your locks uh yeah i, I had it i've had it for this like this um for a while but um and i had it before lockdown basically my girlfriend doesn't like me with a shaved shaved head i've got a scar and you know so maybe look a bit rough <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a hard man i like that <laughs> so one other thing i want to chat to you about is you do have such a varied background and what i find yeah. really interesting if we dig a little deeper you've also got your um your adwords adwords certification so how did that come about so you must have a keen interest in web design marketing then you went to do the aviation piece obviously chose cleaning over web design because there was slight imposter syndrome, I, I'm going to say. Um, and you yeah. Feel like yeah, yeah. Um, but you've obviously kept the marketing side. So how's uh, how did that come around? How did the interest in marketing come? And how are you utilising that for Save Trace? Um, well, it's actually the opposite way around. I, I kind of started the engineering um, from you know, straight out of school. Um, yeah. And then got into the web design because I thought, I, you know, I always wanted my own company. Um, and so I started doing that because that's kind of part of building a business. You need a, a place to, you know, put it out there. Um, so it's just trial and error. Um, then I started the cleaning company. I did find that I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, just playing around with the website <laughs> rather than actually getting on the phone and calling people. Um, so I, I did really enjoy that side of things. Um, but then I sold the company to this this other guy, started working for him. I tried to give him advice on, on the website and the marketing side of things because I was paying a lot of money for AdWords. Um, but then I finished working for them and I started working for a big marketing company. Now that isn't on yet on um, uh, LinkedIn. Oh, let's go for this. This is interesting. Was that a fraudulent slip? Then I almost mentioned the name of them. Um, no, I, I really don't like them as a company. Um, so I just stripped them out of my profile. Um, but I was working for them for over a year. It was almost eighteen months, I think. Um, 
And because I'd been a small business owner and my job was to go in and look after those business owners, which actually meant I had to sell like thousand quids worth of products to them a day. Um, it was as I learned more about marketing and when I did like the Google AdWords certification, I was also running ads for that UK cleaning website uh, because I was still selling leads to the guy who had bought the right. business but hadn't bought the website because he thought it was too expensive. Um, ironically, he paid me probably seven times what he could have bought the website for in the cost of the leads. <laughs> um, you in the end, up at that point, did you get it? Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you um, a while ago that uh, you should uh, do that course by Isaac Radansky. Yeah. Um, I did that when I I went for an emergency op one day. Um, not sure if I want to tell you that story in front of loads of people because it was. Um, uh, oh, good. Move on. I've got to now. I know I kind of got to. It was. Um, I went down the rapids in Centre Parks, and yeah. um, there was an issue caused by that um, that could have meant that I didn't have kids anymore. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, so I went into hospital, came out, and I basically had to have um, a month off work, and it was around Christmas as well. So I was I was listening to all of these lessons from Isaac Rodansky, and then I put those lessons into place for the cleaning company website, which you know was a bit of a sideline. No one really knew I, I was doing it, mm -hmm. and as my knowledge got better, my confidence and my own spending on AdWords got better. So then I. Um, I started ramping that up and, and doing much better with it. Um, so that's when I really got into AdWords. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I've got the certifications for that. And yeah, I mean, I'm at I'm at Centre Parks in December, and now I'm probably going to avoid the rapids. Although <laughs> kids and lockdown has not maybe won another one, so maybe I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was painful but the thing is i didn't actually know there was a problem until i woke up at 1 a.m screaming in agony <laughs> oh i feel i feel for you. and i had to drive myself to bath hospital and i was i was in so much pain that i actually puked up my uh, dinner <laughs> and i've no. never done that from pain before no so, i can't i honestly can't imagine it and you know, we've been every every man listening to this can relate to you right now. Uh, we've yeah. all been footballs and all sorts, but that sounds like another level. Just imagine a, a football, well, not even the football, but a leg behind it, just repeatedly kicking you. Right, it wasn't. It wasn't good. <laughs> the next day was fine. <laughs> Once I woke up after the op, and I, oh, the first but question was, "Have I still got them?" I said, yeah, yeah, you're all right. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you have know Parks at all? Is that, is that off the list now? Is that banned for your uh, staycation? I haven't. I'd love to, and I will, but I just, nothing to do with that. And it wasn't their fault at all. 
That was just a very unfortunate, I don't know. Fair enough. It wasn't, nothing particularly bad happened on the rapids, but it's just something must have happened. And I was having too much fun to notice. <laughs> uh, this one, I think. So you mentioned your, your business partner, partner at the start. Um, yeah. And you're a developer, right? Yeah. So when you when you got chatting to them, because I'm always interested in this, how, how co-founders find each other. And you mentioned you only knew each other for a short amount of time. So how did you guys meet and how did it end up going from just meeting to starting a business together, working together for the next seven years? Um, basically, we were both single and we were both with mates at a speed dating event. And after the event, everyone kind of went upstairs got on the beers and we all kind of merged groups and he kind of became a part of our group and we would go out drinking every weekend. Um, and then we kind of got onto the subject of business quite often. And then when I sold the company, I was kind of, you know, just thinking, well, what do I do now? He had had already about six months off um, just kind of, twiddling his fingers, playing around with code and stuff and um, and just doing what he wants to do, traveling a bit and, you know, just taking time off because he worked his arse off for the previous 10 years and right. done well out of it, hence why he could afford to have seven years with no wage. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and so kind of the rest is history. He just said, you know, should we, should we kind of partner up and do something because – you know, you like speaking to people, which I don't know is uh, <laughs> is that true, but I do on a one-to-one -one basis. I do, um, and I'm probably, you know, I don't know if I'm better at it than him, but I just I know I have to, uh, so I just get on and do it. Uh, plus, there's the website side of things. I take care of all of the front-end website, um, everything that you see, the help website, and we we made a couple of websites for other people. Um, but he just does the real techie stuff that is way beyond me. Mm. Um, the actual app that is used, um, once you hit the login page, all of that is him. Like we both design the UI and and we have a big part, both of us, in the UX as well. Um, but then he has a big influence on the website as well and, and in the design, but I'm the one who actually makes it reality and, and I probably care a bit more about the details of design and the look of things probably because I have more time to do it whereas he's you know tinkering with code in the background so yeah. you know, he's always complaining that I get to do the nice front-end stuff and you know yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, so it sounds like you've you've got your your dream right because you've built your website you've got the business you're launching the business now in, in anger I'm going to say before you were getting the MVP, the market ready, everything, and yeah. it, it took you a little bit longer than you would have liked. But that's you know, it's one of those things. I read, I read yeah. about overnight successes all the time, and when you actually dig deep, and they're not, they're not overnight successes. They that person there works in that business for bloody years before they became an overnight success. So yeah, um, yeah I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a factor in it at all. But it sounds like you're in a really good place where you've got everything that you wanted to do there. You've mm got your website going on, you're getting customers now, you solve a real issue, people are actually looking at the problem you're solving. So I think exciting yeah. times ahead. And to top it all off, your bollocks are okay. So 
<laughs> when when <laughs> i think we should end it on that note is there anything you'd like to add before we uh, call it a night uh no i'll probably thank for loads afterwards but no, no. Yeah. well thank you so much for your time and thank you to everyone that's listening watching um if you've got any questions for james if you're looking for timesheet software do get in touch because we need to save the trees number one um but also you need to save yourself some time and and i think in the end money when you take into account the uh the time that you'll save across the business. So, yeah, thank you so much, James. I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully we can do this face-to-face -face next time. <laughs>